Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Pirkeavot, Ethics of the Fathers, and we're in chapter 4, Mishnah 26, in which Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda of Kefar Habavli says, One who learns Torah from the young, to what can, the, can they be compared? To one who eats unripe grapes or drinks unfermented wine from his vat. But one who learns Torah from the old, to what can he be compared? To one who eats ripe grapes or drinks aged wine. So here in the book of, um, of Rabbi Abraham Tversky, Visions of the Fathers on Pirkei Avot, he says that according to many interpretations of the Mishnah, the, it says that there is some risk in learning Torah from a young person. There's nothing like learning from a person that has had experience. It, obviously, it's like if you go to a, a therapist that is, um, that is a marriage counselor, but that person has never been married, obviously, it can be a good therapist. I, I, I'm not the, demeaning that person. They went to school, they're maybe they're very good uh, therapists and they have very good tools, but it's not the same as if you go to a therapist that has been married and understands what being married is all about. So here he says that the, that the, 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 the many of the, of the, of the rabbis uh, were not happy with pe people learning from young, young, uh, young people because their immature thinking may be flawed and one can develop ero an erroneous concept. This would seem to be in contradiction to another statement of Ben Soma, in which, in which, in the opening of Mishnah of this chapter, he says that a wise person is a person that learns from everybody. So really they're not contradicting because you can learn from everybody. You can learn from a person not what to do. Like if you, you see a person that is not behaving in a good way, you can even learn from them what not to do. So this should not exclude someone much younger and immature. So how, how are these two statements to be reconciled? And uh, Rabbi Tursky uh, gives us an insight of, an, uh, of a personal experience that he had in which every time he had a question about something that he needed uh, explanation, he would write letters to the Stipler Gaon for many years. And when he, encounter, when, when he encountered some difficulty in the Talmud study, he would write to him and always he would clarify his questions, he would answer in a, in a letter and he would put a postscript in which he would say, if it is not too difficult for you, I would appreciate having a copy of this letter because I'm very protective of any Hidushim, any insights in Torah which God has granted me. So this seems strange to, to Rabbi Tversky, but some uh, time later, uh, the, the Gaon, the Stipler, he wrote, um, he wrote a volume of his uh, expositions of the Talmud and he would find a discussion of the problem that he had posed. So he wrote in this, in this Sefer many things that people wrote to him and how he expounded them. And he realized that the explanation that was in the book was not really the same explanation that he had given him initially. It, it, it was a different explanation. So the letter had been the first flash of insight of the stipler and um, he would dwell on this 
first insight of what he had, of this chokmah, this wisdom that he had acquired at that moment, but he was not a person that was reactive and he would run to, to come to a conclusion. He would sit on it and dwell on it and, and study it for many, many years until he was able to expound it in a different way. So, so what the stapler Gaon would do was to rethink his explanation and re-examine it in the light of his vast knowledge of the Talmud and in the commentaries. And then he would refine it and edit it. And, I'm, and, and, and Rabbi Tversky says that he's certain that it went through many revisions and a lot of editing before it was published. So he asked him once uh, why he didn't answer in the book the way he had answered him. And he answered that, uh, that the, although the final product lacked the brilliance of the first insight of, of, of brilliance, he felt it was his obligation to present what was true rather than to demonstrate his brilliance. Interesting. So this was such a humble rabbi, such a humble gaon, rebbe, that his, his head was brilliant and he came with these brilliant ideas. But he, he was so careful not to bring his brilliance into what he was giving to people. He, he wanted to give them the truth. And that's the difference between a young person and a person that is older. An older person wants to give the truth. He doesn't want to show he's such a brilliant person. So Ben Soma was correct in saying that we must learn from everyone even from those whose wisdom is much inferior to our own. Rabbi Yosef cautions us, however, however not to take the knowledge of, of, that we learn from them as the finished product. So you can learn from a young person, you know, he gets up in your Shabbat table, he gives a beautiful Devar Torah, he's giving you uh, an insight that he had during the week. You can learn from them, but you have to understand that it's not the final product. He hasn't been able to come to that yet. So, so rather consider it as being unripe grapes, which must be allowed to mature. Indeed, you may take the insights of the young, but re-examine them and make them the necessary corrections and revisions so that the conclusions you reach are the true, con the true conclusions. They're the truth, they're the Torah. So he says here, there are some difficult portions of the Rambam works which may be clarified by brilliant interpretation. In one such case, the commentary Magid Mishneh offers an interpretation but admits it is a difficult one. If one compares this interpretation to another most dramatic interpretation, one may find the later more acceptable. However, some correspondence from the Rambam was later discovered, in which he responds to the questions about his statement with a difficult explanation that the Magid Mishneh proposed. The more dramatic interpre interpretation was indeed brilliant, but the more subdued difficult one was the one that was correct. So we see that in these brilliant minds, the, the maturity of being able to come to the right conclusion, to the truth. This is what makes the difference between learning from a wiser, older rabbi than a younger one. So we recite the blessing over Torah, referring to it as a Torah's emet, that is the Torah of truth. This criterion is truth rather than brilliance, and this is the intent of Rabbi Yosef's statement, that when we learn from a young person, it's like unripened grapes, but when we learn from an older person, it's like we're drinking the wine. So I leave you here, and I wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.